The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Welcome back to the Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody. And here we are. Uh, we took a week off for Memorial Day, and we're back at it to share with you how you can have a revolutionary family in your home. We just want to share some basic tips from the Bible to help the relationships in your family between you and your spouse, between you and your kids, between between sibling relationships, and there are tips that have been there since the Bible was written, but when we found out about them, they literally revolutionized our home, revolutionized our family, and in case you don't know about them, we want to share them with you. That's what this podcast is all about. Good morning, Jody. How are you? I'm doing great, and today we're going to be talking about foul and abusive language. What? Words, encouraging words. Encouraging words. Yes. And the opposite of that, which would be foul and abusive language, right? Yes, which our family's working on. We are. We're, we're working on it. And you have to work on it all the time. Mm -hmm. Because if you don't, it's pretty easy to slip back into that loose tongue kind of thing. So, as usual, let's start out with a Bible verse. The wisdom of God, the Word of God, and um, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 29, that's where we want to go, the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 29, going to read it from the New Living Translation. It says, don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. So we want to talk about focusing on being an encourager and not uh, not letting our words tear people down, but build them up, right? And it all starts in the home. Right, it does. It starts with us as mom and dad. If we're tearing people down or talking down or talking down to the kids, then they're going to be doing the same to each other, to us, to others outside the home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if you break up the word encourage into two parts, in and courage, it really helps clarify what Ephesians 4.29 is saying, what you had just said. Mm -hmm. And it, in means to make or cause to be in. And, of course, we all know what courage is, right? Strength to meet difficulty or danger head on. So when you listen, we encourage implies lifting someone up with our words giving them strength of purpose, and inspiring them to greater efforts. So I see a huge change in our kids' countenance when we even when we give them encouraging words, even when they're maybe nervous about a baseball game or a volleyball game, and just a couple words to just encourage them really changes the whole outlook, right, on going into the game or going into practice or walking, definitely walking in courage to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah, yeah. We're giving them a little, 
<clears throat> giving them a little courage. We all we all need to be encouraged. And um, yeah, I think probably even in our home, at least if I'm thinking back on things, we tend to do it more with our kids and not not as much with each other. Oh, for sure. So, um, you know, husbands and wives, your spouse, your spouse needs encouragement too to get through the things that they're dealing with every day. And um, yeah, to give them strength to meet difficulty or danger head on. That's that, um, that capacity for someone to face a challenge and, and face it head on and, and just go into it knowing that they got God with them and who they are in Christ and, and that they're overcomers and they're more than conquerors and that, that they can get through it with God. They can do all things through Christ who gives them strength. And so, so yeah, we're going we're gonna to touch on that, how to be an encourager because, you know, you and I, Jody, we've talked about many times in our marriage conferences that um, you know our words they can they can um, they're like arrows right picture an archer shooting an arrow once you once that archer lets that arrow go it's not coming back right you can't reach out and grab it and take it back so so those destructive negative <clears throat> words that we've spoken as husband, wife, don't go away. Right. And you can be forgiven for that, and you can ask for forgiveness for those, and, and people can move on. But it's, it's um, why cause the damage in the first place, right? Why bring division? Right? Why bring division? Why cause a situation where there has to be healing and those kind of things mm -hmm. when you could just... Not even say it. Release an arrow that that doesn't do damage, but you know it builds up instead. Or not even say it at all. Don't even release an arrow. That's a good point. So, well, if it's going to be negative and tear something down, tear a person down, why even speak it? Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Yep. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> We've talked about that before. If we say it, when we say it, even how we say it, and if we even say it at all. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and we're all we're all um, guilty of it at times when you get into the heat of the moment, and maybe you're not focused on so much what you're saying, but the filter comes off the mouth. Yeah, yeah, right, <laughs> exactly. So, um, so let's let's talk about focusing on it, and let's share a couple tips that at times have helped us in our marriage. And, and with our parenting and, and with our, you know, our kids between each other, like we always do, we want to we give you some practical application. And we're not, we're not perfect at this. So there's going to be times where we've had a really stressful day and something slips out of our mouth that we need to repent, right? We need to turn the other way. We need to ask for forgiveness immediately, not let it sit, not let it fester, right, offense in the family. Or yeah. with each other. Yeah, yeah. By all means, please don't uh, misunderstand that because we're teaching this, we think we're we're perfect. Um, we're we progress. we use these tools all the time because we have to, 
make corrections too. So, um, so here's a here's a revolutionary marriage tip for you. Um, we want to watch the way we speak to and the way we speak about our spouse. So that includes when you're talking about your spouse in front of other people, even when your spouse is not around. I know when, when I was in the corporate world, working in the office, there was times when, when you could overhear people just berating their spouses in front of all their work coworkers mm-hmm. and those kind of things. And um, even though their spouse wasn't there to hear it, you know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing. That person's speaking those words out, and they're going right back into their own ears, and it's building up their faith that, that their spouse is this scoundrel and this, you know, so it, it makes a difference even when your spouse isn't around. Um, well, also, when you become husband and wife and you come in covenant with the Lord, right, we become one. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm talking bad about you to friends or that, really, I'm talking bad about myself too. Wow, that's good, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Or vice versa. Mm-hmm. Because we come together as one in marriage Yep. Yeah. Most people wouldn't talk bad about themselves. No. (laughs) No, they wouldn't. (laughs) Wow. That's a good one. But how easy is it for like moms who are exhausted and the husband's been traveling and they've been taking care of all the kids? How easy is it for them to just start, oh, my husband's never home and he doesn't help me with this and why, you know, go on and on and on and on and on. And it really, create a whole negative conversation and bring up even others to fall into the whole negativeness, right? Just as um, one of our friend's wives were just spending all our time with divorced women, and all of a sudden, she decides she wants a divorce. There's right. nothing wrong in, with their marriage. As far as we know, there was no sexual sin or any of that, but she hung around with people, with women who were divorced, and she thought, hey, she bought the lie that it's better to be alone than with her husband. Mm -hmm. And she fell for the lie. Yeah, yeah. We're pretty sure there was some some spouse bashing going on in those conversations, and and yeah, then you cause someone else to stumble, right? right? And you're held accountable. That's bad, yeah. Ooh, good good thinking, Joe. Or even in... Church situations, oh, the music's too loud, or the pastor didn't do such a great job today. You know, speaking that into others in the congregation can cause others to stumble and to bring division. And that's exactly what the enemy's out to steal, kill, and destroy, and to bring division in our marriage, division in our family, division outside the home, Mm -hmm. right? And so there's a huge ramification to be speaking, when we speak negative words, it's not just, oh, ouch, you hurt my feelings. This is like ripple effect. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah, wow. And the word says we're going to be held accountable for everything that comes out of our mouth. Mm-hmm. Accountable to God. Yeah, even idle words, right? So, so um, 
So we want to. So we want to encourage. We want to do the opposite of that right. in those situations. You know, we want to encourage them. Never say anything negative about them. Um, because, because, like you said, we're going to be held accountable for that, and every word has a lasting effect. I like to think about. <clears throat> Remember that little booklet that we had from Charles Caps? It talked about the power of the tongue. Yes. And uh, just like a little, you know, 12, 20-page booklet you can keep in your pocket or whatever. But there was one thing in there that he said that, that really was sobering. He said, you know, what if everything that you said came true? Mm-hmm. You know? You just told that to our son yesterday. Yeah. Whoa. I'm like, wow. That was like an eye-opener for me. And it caused me to stop and, and think about what I was going to say. Yeah, what if everything you said came true? So, you know, <laughs> guys, if you're walking around, my wife always burns the toast, right? Whoop. Whoop. <laughs> oh no, you're never going to have a good piece of toast again at home anyways. <laughs> uh, those kind of things. So, Well, what if you flip that, right? And you encourage your wife, oh honey, you're such a great cook. <clears throat> yeah. You know, maybe she would tend to her toast a little more. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, think about it. Just think about when someone encourages you. And I'm not talking to you, Jody. I'm talking to listeners. Right. You, when someone encourages you, how does that make you feel? You want to do better. You want right? to do better. It kind of like um, inspires you to the levels that they're talking. Right. That I can do this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Wow, you're really good at this, man. You're so good. And then you, you know, I don't want. I don't want to say you get some pride, but it kind of like lifts you up and and makes you want to aspire to that right. target that you know it draws out the goodness in people that's what we want to let our words do is draw out the the potential in people because every person god god loves them so much and he's he's birthed them with great potential inside of them and we want to you know we want to bring that out of them so you know always always Encourage, never, never speak anything negative about people. Um, it'll draw those qualities out of your spouse, and and they will. They'll come to the surface eventually. You know that verse that we just read. It said, "Let everything you say be good and helpful, not just some things, not just every other sentence or every third sentence or every third thing, everything." So that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Cool. That's really good. You got anything else to say about marriage and words? And do you want to encourage me with anything? <laughs> you're my hero. Aw, thanks, honey. Aw, you're my cheerleader. Aw, thanks. <laughs> well, how about we approach it from a different angle now? With the with the kids. Siblings. So one, being the example of you and I encouraging each other in front of the children, mm-hmm. 
right, sparks them and is a great example for them to start encouraging each other. Yep. Yeah. Because we really can't hold our kids to the standard if we're not doing it ourselves. So if we're swearing and the kids are swearing, but we're giving the kids, which we don't swear, but anymore. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but it's giving the kids, we can't give them consequences for something we're doing, right? Right. You look like a hypocrite. Right. Yep. And they'll just, yeah. If we're lying in front of them, phone rings. Tell them oh, they don't lie. My, tell them mom's not home, but mom's really home. Right, we can't hold them to the standard of not lying when we're teaching them to lie, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to bring ourselves as parents up to a standard where now we're not perfect. Like I said, ask for forgiveness and repent. I was wrong. This word slipped out of my mouth. That was an encouraging word. Please forgive me, right? We have to be the example before we can hold the kids to the standard. Yep. Yep. I, I think about um, one of our somebody that I, a mom that I know that she would always speak of her, she had four kids and she would speak of her um, third one is she would say right in front of her, oh, she's weird, she's dumb, you know, and that was just like, oof, this is what, this is the atmosphere you're creating over your child mm -hmm. and how powerful your words are, right? Because we've, I've had a family member that was told all their lives that they were dumb, they're never going to amount to anything and they carried that weight from childhood all the way to their death. You know, trying to prove to their parent that they could, they could achieve, they could do better than everyone else. And that was their whole motivation for their whole entire life was mm -hmm. to prove themselves, which is such a lie. Yeah. But how important, like even a teacher, you know, having a, a negative teacher can cause, you know, a huge detrimental effect on a child if they're going into that classroom and they're being told negative words all day long, right? Yeah. Yep. Yep. They have an effect, an everlasting, like you said, all the way up to adulthood, you know? Oh, yeah. People try and prove themselves because of the, the bad things that were said about them. So once we get our, our own act together as husband and wife and and we're, we're working on encouraging each other in front of the kids, and we're working on not tearing each other down in front of the kids, then we want to start practicing with the kids how they can encourage each other. Right. And this, you know, this might sound kind of cheesy and silly, but here's a little game that, that we used to do. But I think it's a great way to help the kids get in the habit of encouraging each other and encouraging others, period, not just siblings. We want them to just have that, that lifestyle, right? You know, get it home and have them start with the sibling. And if you only have one child, they can practice it with you. Have them identify one thing they admire about their sibling, right? One thing. Mm-hmm wow, you're a really good painter, or wow, you're really good at caring about others, or wow, you know, it's one thing they admire. And then we want to have them share that directly with their sibling. It's, 
it's meant to be not like a not like a just share it like oh you're really good at baseball you know we want we want we're expecting it to be like a sincere heartfelt admission that wow i really admire you for this mm-hmm. um you know one thing it can be as simple as that you practice it and it doesn't have to be every day but just practice it regularly next week pick out another thing that you admire about your your sibling and and then you know give them a compliment about it and that is going to one get the one child who's admiring get them in the habit of sharing that and encouraging and and working on and working on used words that build up but it's also going to um it's going to build up the other sibling, right? Mm-hmm. And it's going to draw those, just like the, the principles that we just talked about for marriage, it's going to draw those qualities out of the other person because they're hearing it. Wow, you know, Johnny really, really thinks I can throw the football far or, what, you know, whatever it is. It's got a two, a two, there's two fruits that come from it. It's from the person who's speaking it and from the person it's, that's receiving it in your family. So, And it's cultivating the sibling relationship. And it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, then as time goes on, you can have them identify other traits, other characteristics that they admire. And then, you know, once they feel comfortable, they can start doing it when you go out. I know sometimes I like to, when... Standing in line at Burger King or something like that, and you notice the the cashier's having a down day or something, you know, you know, you could just say something like, "Wow, man, looks like you're working really hard today, aren't mm-hmm. you?" You know, just like just like give them a little encouragement. You can start doing it out there, and you see people's countenance just change, especially in customer service, instantly like that. <laughs> yeah, where they where Get they probably down. don't probably don't hear a lot of encouragement. Right, a lot of complaining, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. So, so there's a, there's a good a good game to play at home, the encouragement game. And then you can take turns, do it. You know, obviously you want to set the example as a parent. You can start off, start the whole game out, and say, you know, Jody, you're the best cook that I know, and you know, I really like your lasagna. Or, you know, Jody, you're the best at just noticing when someone needs a word of encouragement. And, man, I, I really want to be able to do that like you someday. I really look up to you for that. You know, those, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And um, it will. It'll, it'll lift you both higher. So... So there it is, the, the, the revolutionary parenting tip. So we talk- and I think it would really, it brings, when everyone's encouraging each other in the family unit, it brings peace in your home, right? It brings unity, because we're all speaking positive, encouraging words. We're not tearing each other down. We're, there's just anger and stuff going on in the home. Mm-hmm. It just definitely changes the atmosphere. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm. Because when, when you're using those, idle words or when you're using those foul and abusive words people's guards go up you know 
gets them in the aggressive mode and and um, defensive mode, yeah, sure. and you know people will start if they hear someone pointing out their faults, they'll they'll want to point out the other person's faults mm -hmm. right back at them. Or you know, at times what we've seen in our house is when that happens. Well, you know, well, what about them, or what about you, or what about this? You know, that's that's a person's natural reaction. So um, we want to use the words in the other direction. Correct. Thanks. I was correct. <laughs> See, that means a lot to me, Joe. Thanks. You're brilliant. No, I'm not. Yeah, you're brilliant. God's brilliant. He came up with all this stuff. Yeah, well, so. you didn't have <clears throat> very many words of affirmation growing up. No. No. But your mom's like, what, 80-some years old and just told you the other day you're brilliant? I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Um, but you were also brought up in a Christian home. It was a different, a different environment, mm -hmm. yes. Um, it wasn't a horrible environment, but... You know, that was missing. Those right. words of encouragement weren't, you know, weren't always there. So, yeah, and it, it has an effect on you. It does. I can remember, you know, the first time I heard, you know, I'm proud of you. And I was pretty old. And that just, like, whoo, made me, like, you know, beam. It was so awesome. So... Right, we just saw that in Iron Man. What did we watch last night? Iron Man, Iron Man 2. Iron Man 2, yeah. <clears throat> Tony Stark was all down because his dad sent him off to boarding school and he never told him, you know, give him any words of affirmation, encouraging words. And here, dad dies and he's watching the, the movie the, that he the recorded. videos of his dad. And then his dad's like, the best thing I ever created was you. Yeah. And he was like, Whoa, then you went out and conquered the world. Then you went yeah. out and conquered those bots, you know. I just you could see in his face how it even in the movie how it changed mm -hmm. the way he thought about things. It made him rise up. Yeah, yeah. So So parents, it's very, very important that we're encouraging our children, speaking life words over our children, positive words, and not tearing them down because they're just going to live up to the standard. You know, the mom who's telling her little girl that she's dumb and weird all the time and telling, saying this in front of her, in front of other people, is not building up her self-esteem. The child's going to have some major self-esteem issues when she gets in her middle-aid, middle-teen years, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. If, if, that, if that mom doesn't <clears throat> make a switch, make a change, turn the other way and start speaking positive. Right. Right. So there you have it, guys and gals. Don't use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them. Thanks for listening to The Revolutionary Family. Go encourage your spouse and your kids today. Yes. We challenge you. We challenge you. That's right. And, you know, if you think this is worth sharing with someone, please do, by all means, share this podcast with others. That's our hope is that, that you know, we can, we can share these tips, help others have a family revolution in their home. And you can do that by 
by going on the podcast app and, and giving us some feedback, sharing it with others, liking it, subscribe. Anything else? Nope. Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, Dino and Jody, the revolutionary family. Talk to you next time. Bye. At Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org/give or call us at 877-336-6540.